in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? What's that? Remix. Okay, Ed, go up. Boom, 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 boom. What's happening here? Oh, I love it. I love it well, so Josh much. Allen has a UCL <laughs> spray. Press box transition. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported this morning that uh, Josh Allen is not considered to be major, uh, a major injury, which means the belief is it's something he can play through. His biggest issue is apparently the ability to grip yeah, a football. Is this guy, is this guy Dak? Yeah. Um, and his status for this weekend is up in the air. So he might not play this weekend, but it sounds like the Bills expect him to be able to play this season and play through the UCL yeah. sprain. I'm curious if there's actual effects of him playing poorly. Like even if, let's say he took two weeks off and comes back. Like, is he still Josh Allen? Because if he's not... The Bills fall from, hey, this team is going to win the Super Bowl to, yeah, they're a playoff team, but maybe not yeah. much more than that. You and I talked about this yesterday. I mean, I don't remember a lot of them, but the ones I do remember on UCL sprained elbows, it was not good. I so. believe that's what Shohei Otani had the year he didn't pitch. Especially when you're trying to sling it. Yeah, yeah sling it like You him. can maybe hit the underneath, but those deep balls are going to be tough because it like it's like him, inside exactly. the elbow right around your funny yeah. bone, right? And yeah. so makes a lot of sense but yeah definitely a point of concern and something that will be around for the rest of the season do the vikings play the bills this weekend that's a great question about the what is it seven and one minnesota vikings let me check you that you don't know about your seven and one minnesota vikings? no i don't know these things off the top of my head. i got Jeez. so much information i they thought i was do. gonna have to host and do the board do this they morning play this weekend they do minnesota at buffalo this weekend oh, look at that you the love vikings. and it's a leslie frazier reunion you love to see it Vikings just getting a cakewalk to eight and one because they're gonna get who's the Bills backup? Is that Case Keenum? Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my god. No, actually no, I kinda like the Bills because there's a heavy revenge factor, even though Mike Zimmer is no longer the coach. Case Keenum, there he is. Yep. Sorry, hit the button. Adam Silver met with Kyrie Irving. Um, Sham Sharnia tweeted, the sides had a productive and understanding visit, paving the way for the Nets and their suspended star to work through his steps on a potential path forward. What does that even mean? Does that mean he's coming back and they miss him? I, what, what, I guess. I, I, guess I, I don't know. That means. It, it means he's, he's willing back. to do what needs to be done. Yeah. Is he, though? He, well, he did apologize. He, he did <laughs> apologize. And at some point, you have to be like, all right, show me, Kyrie. Do, the, do those things. Because I don't think yeah. he's going to milk this. I think he wants to get back. He wants to get paid. Yeah. And and there are gonna people gonna be people that are willing to pay him even if it's not the Nets because he is unbelievable at basketball. And so he got called out by the commissioner of the league. Yep. Then got called out by his own team, suspended, no pay. And we haven't really heard anything from him since. I would I don't know. Obviously I don't think like Kyrie Irving does. No. But if I was Kyrie Irving, 
I, I would have been all over the place at this point trying to apologize, yep. make up for this to get yes. back to playing basketball. Apologize and... in a much better way. Didn't Durant right. say that the media blew this out of proportion, though? Uh, like... He said he wished they could have just played basketball. Right. And so yeah. it's like, have we done enough reflection? Probably not. And so you do what is necessary to be done. You meet with Adam. I'm sure it was a calm conversation and stuff. But like, what what else do we want from him other than following these steps? Yeah, I just, I don't know. Again, obviously I'm not Kyrie Irving, but it just feels like he should have already started these steps. And yes. Yeah. There yes. should have been a lot more already because, again, he's suspended and not getting paid at the moment. So I don't. I just don't really know what Sham Sharnia tweet actually meant because it just sounded like a lot of words to say, hey, they met and he might come back and play basketball at some point, which is not really anything new. Man, you know, that's a great question. Jay-Z and Jeff Bezos met for over two hours, according to TMZ, uh, had dinner together. They're supposedly considering buying the Washington Commanders for $7 billion. At least no. that's what Dan Snyder Holy wants. Holy cow. These guys aren't paying. They're billionaires, but I don't think they're paying Bezos seven. is. Bezos yeah. wants I mean, into the club. He, it, no price is too, too steep for him. $7 billion for an NFL team? If yeah. I'm Dan Snyder and I know Jeff Bezos wants my team, that that team's eleven billion dollars. Let's go. Well, no, that's a good point. I'm just saying, would anyone pay for it? If I'm if I'm Snyder, although I think yesterday we agreed that seven billion at least is the first number out there, was meaning he didn't really want to sell, and he thought, okay, these things usually go for four, four and a half. I'll put it up for seven. No one will pay it. But Bezos has the money to pay it, mm -hmm. and I guess it depends on how much he'd want an NFL team. Yeah, and how and much the NFL wants him in, too. Yeah. yeah, and it's about association as well, and Jay-Z has been working with the NFL the last few years because the, that Rock Nation with the Super Bowl halftime show and stuff, It's there are already roads that have been paved here, and so it's an exclusive club, and lots of people want to be in it, and I think their owners have to approve them, even if you have the money to, to make yeah, this. Yeah, they have make to be the, approved. Yeah, yeah. 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 so... I think they'll approve anybody that actually buys the team from Dan Snyder, though. That'll be that'll be an easy approval. Like, oh, Dan Snyder's gone? Yeah, we don't care yeah. who actually owns it. Um, did you also see Kevin Durant? He said he wants to be part of the ownership yeah, group. Yeah, he wants to own the He's from D.C., right? Yeah, he wants to own the yeah. hometown team. Yeah. He is a Commanders fan, and he was like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. I uh, So we could have a Jeff Bezos, Jay-Z, Kevin Durant ownership group. Granted, Kevin Durant's probably going to have 1% if that Yeah, that's, that's like uh, we were talking the other day about LeBron here. Mm -hmm. He'd have to have someone a lot richer yeah. to be the so That's why man. you got in with Fenway 10 years ago. Yeah. All so, about those friends. Kevin Durant, Jay-Z, and Jeff Bezos. That is... Uh, and Matthew McConaughey as well. I think he's sniffing around too. But is I'm, he? Yeah, I, that's where I read What's somewhere. that guy worth? I, I, not B, but no, you know, you no, can throw 20 mil in there and you get a VIP suite. You get uh, season tickets with the kiddos. Like, I think that people just want to be involved because it's just great association. It's good for your other businesses. Yeah. Everybody's an omnipreneur now. What a what a great day to be a Commanders fan. We're talking about oh yeah yeah non Dan oh, Snyder Don, people. Dan Snyder, but you got some of these guys coming in. Yeah, because Ryan Reynolds is going to buy the Senators and save them, so he can't be involved, and he's Canadian. I'm out. Is Odell Beckham going to save the Cowboys? I don't know if we need saving Tyler. Do they need to be saved, Do they right? need to yeah. be saved? Not winning the division. you got to go through the wild uh, card rounds to win a Super Bowl. That usually goes well for him, too. Be careful uh, now. I've got that I, I've got that bet with our, our resident Eagles fan. You never know. Christmas Eve, I believe. Could be the big win. Their strength is defense, though. They could use some help on the offensive side. That's true. Yeah. That's true. CeeDee Lamb saving hasn't been that, number one with a... I don't know if they need a... to be saved. 
No. You need to be saved, Helped. Ed. You either win sure. the Super Bowl or you need to be saved. There's you need a no flotation device? Sure. Is it um, a pool noodle? Yes. Odell tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, uh, and that's what he's coming back from. Do we believe he's going to be a big difference maker, whoever signs him? Yes. Not if he has the ACL of Kawhi Leonard. What's well, I mean. the threat? And so you have to look at it, too, is what kind of surface are they playing on, turf or grass? Because that's going to matter to that guy. Did you guys see the NFL put out a study yesterday saying there's no increased injuries for games on turf? I believe the scientific studies that the NFL puts out all the time as well. Yeah. That's inherently <laughs> never false. Lies. Yeah. Never, lies. never lies. No interest to conceal. That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit. <laughs> the former president of FIFA, Sepp Blatter, said that the World Cup in Qatar is a mistake. <laughs> Sepp Blatter was the president of FIFA when they awarded the World Cup to Qatar. Qatar. So this was his mistake. And now he's being like, wow, we screwed that up, but I don't have to deal with it because I'm not with FIFA anymore. The choice was bad, he said. Yeah. Did anybody ask him why he thought it was years. bad? Embroiled in the accusation of corruption during his tenure. This guy was, he was, uh, yeah, it was cleared bad. of fraud by a Swiss court in June. I don't know if they should have cleared him. The prosecutors smartly are appealing the, re, uh, the uh, ruling. Yeah, it was bad, but it was good for his bank account. Yeah, um, yeah. FIFA put out a statement, did you guys see last week, asking all countries and their players to just make the World Cup about soccer and not worry about everything that's happened in Qatar? Yeah, sponsored sports washing. Please just yeah. shut up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please just be quiet. Yeah. So it's going to be a fascinating World Cup because I am genuinely excited about the soccer and the United States team and if they can actually be any good. We get their roster today. It's going to be Wait fun. a second. Today's the day, right? Yeah. Yes, 2 o'clock. Uh, we'll find out their roster. But it's also like going to be one of the worst uh, you know, major sporting events the world has put on given what's happened in Qatar to get this world cup uh or to get that country ready to host the world cup are you gonna break in with analysis like at 2 p.m are you gonna go live on something what are you gonna do yeah, tune in tomorrow lindsay uh, and you can hear my analysis well, well, right well. here and your analysis of the uh world cup roster yeah supposedly they're leaving off one of their top two goalies which uh i might agree not with. tim howard oh. come on what do you think Parks Frazier will call offensive plays uh, for Parks, the Colts. Big Parks coming to town. This is a disaster. Ooh. He is uh, the passing game coordinator, or was the passing game coordinator, 30 years old. I don't believe he's ever called plays before. He's the same um, age as me. Oh, my God. He's never called plays. Well, everybody's I, I, wearing new hats over there, right? I either need the Colts to get shut out or the Colts to put up 40. Nobody's well, I think it would be better him. for this show if they put up 40. I mean, it would be kind of funny, but I, I one of those two need to happen. Just absolute offensive incompetence or, oh, wow, the Raiders can't stop Parks Frazier, <laughs> Sam Ellinger, and Jeff Saturday. Is this a, a bigger gimme than it was, or at least like expected gimme than uh, the Broncos and was it week three or four where it's like, if you don't win this game, that we was got the, big problems. That was the must-win yeah, game. Yeah, this is kind of shaping up like to be one of those. This must-win game. Yeah. yeah. Can you have a must-win game when you're two and six? I mean, if you're trying to not get fired, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great question. Yeah, again, great question. Georgetown beat Coppin State last night, 99 to 89, in overtime. And the notable part here is one, Coppin State hit a buzzer beater, three to force overtime. But two, 
Coppin State played in Charlotte on Monday night, then played a back-to-back in Tuesday on Tuesday in Georgetown. Getting paid. These kids go like, to school? Like, what? what's happening? What school? Come on. Got the tutors. It's Coppin State, they got to pay for their athletics, the whole athletic department with these games. That's true. Yeah. That's these buy games made. make Where them a lot Coppin of money. Where's Coppin State? I've never heard of this. Like, we occasionally get... Uh, we occasionally get back-to-back games when teams play in these tournaments, but even then, there's normally a day off between games. Meanwhile, Coppin State's out here like, yeah, we're going to play back-to-back, and somehow we're going to almost beat Georgetown on their home floor when we played 24 hours earlier. You you might be right about Monday night, Ed. UNLV won, and it wasn't actually an overtime win over Coppin State, so maybe we sh- I shouldn't be too hard on them. Everything's okay for UNLV. Coppin State is a four-year public university in Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, you know, it's Maryland. a it's a it's a bus trip at least, not on the plane. Good, good job, Ed. All right, coming up next, Ed. we'll get into some NBA I said because Baltimore. yeah, good job. Uh, we might uh, lose out on our expansion team to Mexico. Magic haven't passed the ball in this possession. Suggs just going to shoot it, and he's going to drill it. You don't need to pass it. This is Jalen Suggs' house. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Grady and Tyler Bischoff. We want to give you a shot at $15,000. That could pay for your rent or mortgage for a year. ESPN Las Vegas and Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy, are coming together to give you a chance to win 15000 to help cover your rent or mortgage. So all you need to do is go to lvsportsnetwork.com and enter for your chance to win 15000 bucks. That could be rent or mortgage for a year from ESPN Las Vegas. And Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy, must be 18 years or older to enter. Complete rules available at lvsportsnetwork.com. Now, we have had NBA expansion talks for a long time about Las Vegas. We have had lots of people in this city predict that the NBA is going to come here. MGM has been saying every two years that the NBA is going to come within five years, right? It's been, I shouldn't say a foregone conclusion, but it's been widely assumed that if the NBA expands, Las Vegas will get a team along with Seattle. But yesterday, Mark Spears had a story about Mexico City. Uh, There is a G League team in Mexico City that's just now starting this season and here's what mark spears wrote the nba acknowledged that mexico city could be a potential nba expansion site if all goes well with the capitanes de ciudad de mexico that's the g league team expect expansion is not currently on the docket but at some point if we were to turn to expansion there's no doubt that mexico city would have to be one of the cities in consideration along with a host of other very big and relevant cities in North America. That's a quote from the Deputy Commissioner of the NBA, Mark Tatum. Are we going to lose out to Mexico City for an NBA team? Uh, I think it has a lot to do also with the arena, doesn't it? Um, in terms of will we get the arena in time? Um, which which arena? Well, that's what... that's the, We that's must the build question. it so they will come. <laughs> so... Here's, here's what I think is the biggest factor. And, and on the arena side, Mexico City apparently has an NBA-ready right. arena. They have, they're already ready. Right now. But here's the biggest thing. We have heard Adam Silver talk about NBA expansion, and the key for the NBA owners is will expansion increase the revenue of the league, right? Obviously, you get the expansion fee that the owners all split. But beyond that fee, right, you're now adding owners that get part of the revenue, and you need to be able to increase revenue for the NBA if you're going to expand. And 
here's the problem Las Vegas would run into if Mexico City is a legitimate option. Mexico City is one of the 10 largest cities right. in the entire world. Right. Right. That is a massive city. And if you put a sports team there and the people of that city cared about it, that is going to be a massive fan base. And when you talk about adding revenue, Las Vegas would not even compare to Mexico City when it comes to adding revenue because you are adding brand new fans of the NBA in a city that is so much bigger than Las Vegas. So if there is a realistic chance that the NBA can put a team in Mexico City, Las Vegas is not going to get an expansion team. Mexico City is going to get that expansion team over Las Vegas because they're going to increase the revenue much more than a team in Las Vegas would. Yeah, because it's also it's always about money for the owners. Right. Yeah. That's all that's all. And the, the international appeal and, and, too. I mean, right. they they've done so much work obviously over uh, in Asian markets, especially in China, but just think of, of tapping into that and just the entirety of that part of the southern hemisphere, honestly, right. because it's no pro team outside of, you know, the Raiders playing down there once in a while if the field's okay and soccer and stuff like that. Nobody's been there to set up shop. And yeah. so I think there's just so much potential. So the this has been written about before, too. Um, Mark Stein wrote a story about it a couple of years ago. And there are some pretty big concerns about putting a team in Mexico, one of them being the travel, right? It's It'd be a lot farther away from a lot of teams in the NBA. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other would be from the player side, how many players would feel comfortable living in Mexico City? Yeah, security. And that's, right. Yeah, that's exactly. been a yeah. concern that's apparently been voiced by the NBA Players Association uh, about Mexico as a potential NBA city. So there are some concerns. There are some reasons the NBA would not put a team in Mexico mm -hmm. City. But if this G League team goes well and they think that arena works and they think they can have a fan base there, it's an absolute no-brainer when the NBA expands to go to Mexico City. Like that's a uh, it's it's going to be the big it's it's the only massive city that the NBA can get into that doesn't require like flying overseas. Right, mm -hmm. like obviously you could put a team in Europe, but that's going to be uh, terrible for That'd scheduling. Be, logistically, it wouldn't, right. it wouldn't work. Right, the the NFL can barely figure that out, and they play once right. a they week. They play once yeah. a game. Yeah. So, if you're looking at adding revenue, if you're looking at increasing the dollars, Mexico City is a no-brainer for the NBA. So, if that's a legitimate option, Vegas is not getting yeah. a team. And it goes back to one thing that I've said before: the longer it takes the NBA to decide, the less likely it is that Las Vegas. Yeah. Gets a team because if they decided to expand right now, we're getting a team. It's this us round, in Seattle. it could right. be right. it could be doing right. expansion. Then two years later, there's another one because we know right. that they're going to add two, and so it'd be like down be between us and Seattle. Would they do 34 teams or would they stop at 32? Well, if they went to right. 35, just imagine the heights the league oh, would Jesus. reach. Oh, I mean, no. the, oh, the dollars. Two more expansion fees that they can climb <laughs> hey. up. If they're if they're doing the commanders for seven mil, what do you think it, it puts us at for for NBA expansion? And and then we have the hockey price as well, where it was seven fifty here, and then it was just I think it was two for Seattle. I mean, Adam Silver's already said three billion might not be high enough. Yeah. So you're talking five? about a really big expansion fee to get into the NBA. Five to grease the wheel. Is and Seattle it might even... still ahead of us in Vegas? Uh, supposedly. Who? I mean, Seattle. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, suppose they actually they, they actually have a fan base that's been sitting there simmering right. for a while. Exactly. So there's and that, waiting. and a and a waiting great build and a building, right? That is more than basketball ready. It had to be like retrofitted to fit hockey. Ed, is all net arena going to get built? 
Not a, I, that's a great question. They're asking to extend the agreements again. Uh, what is this, a uh, third time since 2000, first approved in 2014? Yeah, almost I don't, in a decade. Is this a, uh, is this a, uh, situation like um with the mls team and the uh construction costs i guess i don't know exactly what's i mean jackie robinson keeps asking for these extensions i don't know exactly what's going to happen there but it can't be actually good for him i wonder if they'd expect public money because if they're not going to build the baseball stadium are you going to do it for the nba i feel like that's also a consideration to make too might not want to come into this market because there's been too much growth. Like the inflation would be too damn high, just, and the social cost of it would be harder to swallow. The Jackie Robinson Arena is just like after his third press conference, I, I started to doubt that it was ever going to happen. Yeah. Hmm. Dwight Howard's going to. How about this? Dwight Howard's going to play in Taiwan for the Taiwanese Leopards. Did I say that right? Probably. He's 37 years old. I wonder if he's. I mean, when you think of the, when you think of Dwight Howard. Is he still not good enough to play in the NBA, given some people at the end of the bench? Well, I mean, the league is stretching out and getting bigger again. It's not just That's small what, ball. Yeah. And so, I mean, does he still have the footwork and the jump and everything else to compete with those younger guys that are built like him or at least height comparable? And honestly, I mean, how many of those those guys go overseas and make hand over fist different Especially types of him money? with his name and yeah, his reputation? Yeah, and his brand and, and everything. And I'm not sure what their schedule is like, but is it 80, 82 games? Like, is it that? many i'm not i'm not sure and i'm sure they're gonna take really good care of him eight time all-star announced monday night that he was signed to a play with the leopards a professional team in taiwan i'm excited and i can't wait to touch down in taiwan and start playing howard said as a part of his social media post i'm coming with open arms big hugs and big smiles big smiles you think he brought the cape with oh absolutely i'm just making sure that tyler's okay because he's muted himself and so i think he's taking a second but that's okay everybody (laughs) needs a minute i think he needed a minute to collect i think he needed more than a minute this morning yeah oh 100 the fact that he let off the show is like both ends full blast like that's an interesting (laughs) thing to share with us at seven in the morning but you know would that ever be in Lindsay's tangents Lindsay's tangents what bodily functions gone awry i mean i've i've had those moments first of all you're gonna tell us about vancouver oh the vancouver power play absolutely that's just me a running joke now it's on a note card somewhere but yeah i mean i got i remember we had a hockey game and i think it was right before it was sections and so on the on the road to the state tournament and me and about four other people on my team that after we won that game got the worst flu where it's both ends i lost like 10 or 12 pounds it wasn't food poisoning because we went to Applebee's after and I couldn't even eat like that's that's how bad because it was just like you know when your body's running and, and and you're fine and you're fine and then the minute it says well you got a minute to rest it's like all right completely collapse right and man I remember I lost so much weight I was like chugging those insurers and that's when I figured oh, out what insurers. Pedialyte was the like Pedialyte yes. that was before they were marketing it as, as a hangover that, it was just for the kids seven up right yeah seven up or it's just like I just heard from my friend you should get this Pedialyte because that's what they give to babies when they get sick I'm like oh yeah electrolytes makes a lot of sense blah blah like it worked out but man if it's more than 24 hours you're just kind of like please let it just be over and done uh, with just sleep it off i hate it's being sick is the absolute worst it's a great segment before but uh food poisoning is the worst yeah i don't think i've ever gotten legitimate really? food poisoning i've I'll had my body react salad, I'll no, tell you that. Oh, no why would you put ham on a salad i i'll never have another one i only eat french dressing and like the pl- the most leafy of romaine and then if i'm feeling really crazy we'll throw some croutons on there that's as crazy i'll get on the salad Great ending to that segment. Absolutely. When we come back, it's Jason Fitz.
Aaron Rodgers is unimpressed with him, but we aren't. It's time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz. Trying to track down Jason. He might have. I don't blame him. Maybe he'll be no. he'll be back, but what we'll, we'll, remains to be seen. Oh boy, I'm back on. <laughs> we're, we're all over the place this morning. By the way, we're off at nine o'clock today. <laughs> Might be good. Uh, trying to track down Jason Fitz uh, from ESPN. Uh, if he answers, we'll get him on. But one thing we wanted to talk to Jason about, besides his Raiders losing again, going to two and six, are the college football rankings, the new ones that came out yesterday uh, after the weekend of upsets uh, across college football. The Georgia beating Tennessee, I don't think, was an upset. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU are your top four now. TCU finally gets in there, undefeated. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee going to make the college football playoff? Uh, only one loss SC team that likely won't lose again. They play Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Tennessee won't have an SEC title game to play in unless Georgia loses. Tennessee is now ranked fifth. Michigan and Ohio State play each other. One has to lose. And Texas plays TCU, Baylor, and Iowa State. I think TCU has the uh, hardest route to go here. Um, not, that, not that I'm rooting for TCU, but the sun is. They're getting the PhD. He's a big fan now. At Texas, at Baylor, uh, I think they slip up there. I do not believe they're uh, going to go unbeaten. No, Jason. No, Jason. No, Jason. We'll see if it lights up with a with a call here in a second because I don't want to keep ringing him if it if he's just not available. Yeah. You know, I'll try in two minutes. But Tennessee, though, I mean, kind of unexpected for them to be this high in the conversation, and it's not just especially because, after the Georgia loss. They did not. Yeah. Georgia, uh, Tennessee scored late, but I don't know what you thought about that. But Georgia kind of imposed their will on them. Well, that's what George is. Georgia the best, the the best program in the country right now, just overall. Because are. if it's not Bama, who's next, right? Yeah. Because I'm right. not I ready to go Georgia. Brian Kelly LSU yet. We got to give him some time, and what they're more the like accent? dream wreckers, huh? What about the accent for Brian Kelly? Yeah, it's it's puzzling. It's certainly puzzling. But there's also like uh, a way of basically implanting yourself in the environment that just helps you feel more comfortable. I mean, Derek, we we make fun of Derek Carr for it all the time. I'll pick oh, yeah. up accents and stuff all the time because it's just natural my brain will be like oh like match it so you fit in better oh we got a phone call keep Uh oh could this be jason fist from espn i hope it is because i really want to talk to him about the raiders i want to ask him what's happening uh with his two and six raiders and in fact if uh oh here he is one and only jason fist from espn hi buddy yeah jason's writing sad songs in an alley somewhere (laughs) what's happening Jason is writing sad songs about the Raiders team in an alley in Nashville somewhere. No. Whoops, that wasn't Jason. I thought oh. that was Jason. <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry. Come on. Sorry, Fred. All right, was so back Fred? to our conversation. I don't know who that was. I just got. I just saw the phone call. They were the only person up. I was like, this has to be Jason. <laughs> we're off the rails. Literally, I turned your mic off. We were doing so well. I had like four or five segments straight where I didn't have a No, mistake. you were solid for four I to five so segments solid. straight. I was so solid. Oh, Tyler's back. Tyler. Hello. Oh, okay. Good. Did you hear Did you hear someone called in and impersonated Jason or you wanted to be Jason? 
Uh, I'm like 90% certain that was Fernando. Oh. I got nervous. I hung up on him. <laughs> yeah, that's no, good. I, no, that's, that should have been the move. That should have been the move. Yeah. Good okay. for you. Yeah. 90% certain that was Fernando. My streak is, is broken. Just there, oh. Which is fine. Um, yes, I am back. Um, I evacuated out of the top end there really quick. Um, that was a bit concerning. <laughs> you brush your teeth? Uh, n- not yet. I, br- uh, I mean, I brushed them this morning after the first round. You got to cleanse I, that palate after that. I That's need to worst. go do that again. Yeah, that was uh, fun. I nearly threw my laptop off of my lap oh. trying to get to the bathroom on time. We're going to have to track down the uh, source of this. You were in yesterday. Do we all feel well? I feel okay. I feel okay. Because yeah. I thought, I, you know, usually that's kind of, if it comes on that fast, it's a little food poisoning. Listen, what I ate, what I just threw up right now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's fun radio. Jason it's vile, right? This is great. Yeah. Call back, Fernando. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was a peanut butter milkshake that I ate last night. Now, Ooh. I make myself a peanut butter milkshake like twice a week. Oh, like, you make it by yourself. Oh, yeah, we got a blender, ice cream, Can't trust peanut Cafe butter, for that. and milk just all in the blender, and it's great. It's like one of the greatest things I've ever done, but that's what I just threw up, so I don't have any idea. It wasn't, none of the ingredients were new. Like four days ago, I just had one with all this, with the same peanut butter, milk, and okay. ice cream, so that that is it. that is what just came out of me right now, so... I don't know what the deal is, and now I'm a little upset because I think my peanut butter milkshakes are going to be ruined for me because that's what I just threw up. Press box transition, TCU's in the top four. <laughs> TCU's in the yeah. top four. TCU's in the top four. Ah, we're, we're, we're rooting for them. We're rooting for the, we're rooting for the Horned Frogs. I think they go down, though. They play at Texas at Baylor. I think they go so, down. The, okay, here's what I think we're looking at for the college football playoff right now. There are a lot of teams that have their own chances, and right. TCU is now one of those. Before last week, it was like, oh, TCU might go undefeated and not oh, uh, yeah. get into the playoffs. Because of the now, whole SEC bias. Right. But now, they're four, and if they went out, they're in the college football playoff. Like you, I think they probably don't went out, but if they do, TCU's in, and there's a lot of teams that are like that. Do we have Jason now? We have Jason. We have him. Jason, is this really you? Yeah, hi guys. I'm ready to go. This is Fernando. Unbelievable. Hey, Fernando's uh, back. Fernando, what, what, what's happening? Are you lying fired. to Lindsay? Come on. <laughs> you lying to Lindsay? She's like the greatest person in the world. This is not a person you lie to. Jason is off in an alley somewhere writing songs about the Faders team. Hopefully, he's throwing up in an alley somewhere like me. <laughs> you feel it. better. Feel better. Get some chicken soup or something and uh, some tea and feel better, I will. Uh, Tyler. I will. Thank you. But, uh, That's the nicest yeah, thing the, you've said. the season is over for the Raiders, the Faders. They're done. They're through. And just get ready for the draft board. And um, uh, I'm enjoying the show, guys. This is great. You know, um, any questions for me? The morning. <laughs> no, do. get out of here, Fernando. <laughs> no, get out of here. To, but we appreciate you down? calling in line to the nicest person in the world. It's fine. Have, hang have up on day. Fernando. Have a good day. It's See a favorable Fernando's. job market in this industry, I hear. See you, Fernando. <laughs> there is. There is uh, <laughs> Wonderful, My Fernando. God. Is there any chance? He lied to me. Uh, Alabama's done, right? No. Really? You got him not done with two losses. I mean, here's the thing. They need LSU to lose again, and that might not happen. Um, but if LSU loses again, then Alabama has a chance to go to the college football. or even, even Honestly, even if LSU doesn't lose again, but they probably need him to. But Alabama's shot here, right? They're, they come in at nine. 
they need the Pac-12 schools to beat up on each other. They need LSU to lose again, and they need Tennessee. That's the real problem is Tennessee's probably not going to lose again. Tennessee's but, got uh, Missouri, South Carolina, and Vandy. Right. But, like, if TCU loses one game, it's not that hard to see Alabama being ahead of TCU. Right? It, the Oregon-USC-UCLA trio that all have one loss, if one of the, if all if all three of those well, teams are end gonna up lose with two them. losses. Yeah, yeah, some are going to lose. You, USC plays UCLA, Oregon yeah. plays Utah, and then likely two of them will play in the Pac-12, Pac-12 title championship. Game. Yeah. If all of those teams have two losses, Alabama's probably ahead of them. Again, they need LSU to lose, and they probably need Tennessee to get upset. But if all that happens, that that's all the teams in front of them losing. So really, it's about Tennessee and LSU losing. And if both of them lost, Alabama's not done. Now, Alabama's probably done because I don't think Tennessee's losing another game. I don't think they're this losing year. either. And right. So you put in a two-loss Alabama team to a one-loss TCU team in the Big 12 championship. I think the committee would, absolutely. Because I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, it's Alabama. Mm-hmm. Because here would, be, here would be the problem right now. Where would, who would TCU's loss be to? If it's this week, it's to Texas. And if Texas is ranked like 14th or whatever at the end of the year, meanwhile, Alabama's losses would be to Tennessee, who's number five right now, and LSU is number seven right, right. now. So... I think they I think they would actually do that. The interesting one to me, there's two interesting ones to me. Um, first off is Tennessee, who they did fall out of the top four down to five, but the teams ahead of them, Georgia, or excuse me, Ohio State and Michigan, they play each well, other. Well, they're going to take care of each other. One's going to take right. care of the other. And so conceivably you have a one-loss Big Ten team in Ohio State or Michigan that loses that and a one-loss Tennessee, who's better. But also, you know, TCU, if they go undefeated, if they don't go undefeated, Tennessee's going to jump them. So Tennessee's sort of in this, hey, if teams falter, we're in. Tennessee just wins out. Right. The other one that's interesting is the Pac-12. Because you have 6, 8, and 12. Oregon, USC, and UCLA. All with one loss. And all three of those teams have a shot at two quality wins, right? Oregon's going to play Utah, and USC plays UCLA. And then two of those teams are going to play for the Pac-12 title. If one of those three Pac-12 schools gets through this with one loss, I think that team is guaranteed a spot in the college okay. football playoff. So, I, But I don't know if that happens. But if they do, I think those three Pac-12 schools all have sort of destiny in their own hands. Win out, it's whatever, three or four games left. Win out. And you are probably in the college football playoff. I'd love to see the decision, and I think you're right because I think the way way you're going to go here is one loss Tennessee versus one loss Ohio State. That would be yes. Uh, I th- because, I'd love to see which way they'd go on that one. Because the other interesting part of that is in that like in that scenario, Ohio State loses to Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's Georgia, their one loss. Michigan are one two. They're undefeated. Right. Both Tennessee and Ohio State, the committee would be looking at okay. Two one-loss teams didn't win their conference championship, and the teams they lost to are Are one one and two two in the college football playoff. And so I would be fascinated to see, would the committee look at that and say, hey, these are clearly the third and fourth best teams in the country, right? They've got the same record as everybody else, and uh, their losses are only to the one and two teams in the country. Or would they look at it and say, they had their shot and they lost, right? Like, sure, Tennessee's probably better than uh, Oregon or Tennessee's probably better than whatever uh, TCU or something like that. But Tennessee had their shot. They lost to Georgia. Ohio State had their shot. They lost to Michigan. Like, I wonder how the committee would break that down when you could con- – like, you could, in all honesty, if there's enough losses the rest of the year from these other teams, your final four could be Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Tennessee. That, and that's we my could point. Have- I mean, in that situation, I've already got TCU losing. Right. 
and we could have two semifinal rematches. Like they, yes. the committee could say Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, Michigan, yeah. play again, and the winners are in the national title. And there's a legitimate chance at the end of the year that those are truly the four best teams. Like that's not crazy to think when we get to the end, those are the no. four best. But I do wonder how the committee would view it when they might conceivably have two rematches in a college football playoff. I mean, I I I want to see that. I want to see who they pick between these two teams. That means TCU has to lose. Tennessee and Ohio State have to win out other than Ohio State losing to Michigan. And I'd love to see that because I think the committee, there's, I mean, I think there's biases on the committee, but I think there's biases both ways on there. So if it did come back down to number four between Ohio State and Tennessee, that's what I want to see the decision. I want to see the decision. Now, I don't know who the third team would be there. If TCU went undefeated, that's the other thing. If Ohio State loses uh, to Michigan and you're top three are Georgia, Michigan, TCU, who do they put at four? Yeah, it'd be fun. I I think we're going to get enough losses, though, that at the end of the season, we're going to have like two deserving teams like Georgia and Michigan or something. And then three, four, five, six and seven are all going to have a claim to being in there because right. I think there'll be enough right. losses to kind of look at it and say, all right, none of you are clearly the third and fourth uh, most deserving or best team, however you want to break that up. All right. We got more tickets to give away if you want to go see Post Malone. Two tickets for this Friday, 8 p.m. show at T-Mobile Arena. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. That's 702-364-1100. If you want to go see Post Malone, call in now. Be caller number eight at 702-364-1100. No one's trying to be average. If you want to be a great team, you got to be way better than average. So correcting our mistakes, improving our effort, which that's probably the most embarrassing part of our team is our effort level um, on game day. That's something we better fix. It's the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Like you were walking onto a yacht. God, I love this song. What is going on? <laughs> I think Just you guys living singing, it up. You guys singing made me throw up earlier. No, it was my boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's boom, what I mean. Boom, boom, I watched boom, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days this weekend, so it's it's in the it's in the brain matter. God, what a great never film! Never did that. Great film. You never watched it, or you never lost a guy in ten days. Ooh. Oh. Well, that's a story to chase. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a great show, guys. What a absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. This the, if there's ever a morning zoo, we're in the zoo, oh, man. Oh, yeah. We're in the zoo for sure. We got oh, Fernando calling up lying about who he is. We're in cycle right now. He's calling up twice. Yep. Do you guys want to know? Um, my lovely fiance, Brandy, is home. When she heard me oh. throw Hi, my Brandy. laptop to the ground and uh, before I threw up, she yelled, are you okay? And my response was just me throwing up. Um, <laughs> but no. she came up here and like the, after she looked at me, the second thing she checked was to make sure that I was muted on my computer so you guys didn't hear me <laughs> yeah, just lurching. throwing up in the background. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have made the show even better. It would have. I mean, the, you know, where we've gone today. Yeah, it's it, been Yeah, I, I think you guys missed out on some great natural sound in the background. <laughs> uh, you, Who needs white gone, noise when you can have Tyler lurching? Yeah, you could have gone full volume, <laughs> uh, taking a little bit of time. Uh, you know what's amazing, though? I feel great now. Like... I threw up, and now I'm just like, this is the best I've felt all morning. There's chemicals that get released when you throw up that Ooh. make you feel better. That's yes. Ready yeah. to go. You are a, just a fountain of facts. Yeah, there's a lot of random knowledge that I don't there's, know where it is, and then it just like bubbles up. I don't know where it comes up. from, but yeah, it just comes it's, out. It's weird. 
I mean, the way you present them, I don't know if I always believe you, though. Well, sometimes they're only probably like 80% true, but like the essence of it, I know that there are different endorphins that get released when you throw up. And that's why sometimes it's it's scary with people with eating disorders because it gets you like it's a good feeling for you. Right. And so, yeah. But when you're sick at those golden 10 to 15 minutes, if it's kind of like a constant trek to the bathroom, you're like, this is the best. I'm totally fine now. And then once you get outside that window, you're like, and I'm back. So you're saying I should be worried in about yes. three minutes? Yes, yes. absolutely. Minutes. Yes. Absolutely. Drink some seven up or something. Get a get oh. some toast, some buttered toast, yep. perhaps. Yep. Oh, that's it. Oh. The old uh the uh wonderful old little Irish woman uh mom yeah. would always have tea and toast. <laughs> tea and toast. Like that that's what that was the cure for yep. us being sick. Tea and toast. Yeah. I think that's I a guess. good place to start. I think I got some chicken noodle soup. That'll work. That'll work. Some broth in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I yeah. I can eat that. I, Warm yeah, me I up def- from the inside out. I definitely have some damn broth from my colonoscopy <laughs> when they were like, the only thing you can eat is broth you and jello. You have had so many medical episodes this year, <laughs> this and is, I haven't known you very long. Is, this has been a disaster of a year, Lindsay. It's, I'm it's sorry been, to hear that. Yeah. It's not I'm glad been, you're still with us, though. Yeah. Yeah. Barely. Sometimes throwing up during the show. Sometimes gotta hey, mute myself. Can so. ever say you're not you're not here for a big big game day. Yeah. You know. Okay. S- genuinely, when I had the colonoscopy, they're like, "All right, you can have like chicken broth and Jello, <sighs> but you can't have anything that's red." Right. So the only Jello you can eat is the green Jello, and that's hands down the worst the Jello worst that exists. Jello. Oh, so like you God. can't even have good Jello. Just a disaster. Like at least let me eat the good Jello, then we'd be good to go. I remember when I got my surgery in 2019. I couldn't eat anything for a while, and so the first things I did was get uh, Oreo shake, Oreo hot fudge shake from Smashburger, and then I got like an entire order from Red Lobster of the Cheddar Bay biscuits, and it was the best. <laughs> The, the Cheddar best, Bay like, biscuits like eight from of them. Yep. Red Lobster. And I sat and I ate them in the parking lot with my aunt, and it was glorious. Oh, was this a injury-related? No, I, I had ovarian cysts, so I had to get those out. Very common in women. Yeah. Very common. And so, um, but I was on the men for a while, and I couldn't eat. And then it was just, those are the best when you get to kind of reemerge as an actual human being, because, like, those calories don't count. <laughs> and what a show it was <laughs> it's been great oh man i tell you oh, we're not topping this baby yeah, tomorrow it's too bad yeah. we don't have another hour guys exactly. i mean damn yeah, yeah. yeah. for everybody listening we are we are off we are off the, the, there is not another hour of the show for today the i apologize it's not I like have... the higher ups called in about eight forty and said, "Okay, yeah. all right." Fernando yeah. said he was a fan of the show, so oh, I mean, yeah. if Fernando's we're if we're winning yeah, Fernando absolutely. over, I mean, that's what I, I gotta mean, say. Fernando's obviously a fan of the show. He's just seconds. not the fan you want of the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the problem. I mean, actually, I do want Fernando as be the fan of the show. Yeah, it's the exact absolutely. kind of fan that I want. Yes. But, yes. you know, normally the fans like the people on the 15? show. Fernando's just trying to yell at us all the time. Fernando's trying to trash talk me about the Astros winning the World Series. Like, I care at all what Fernando says about the Astros winning the World Series. Five. They won the damn thing. Thank you, guys. Thank you, I buddy. appreciate it. This Thank was you. fun. Feel better. Feel better.